Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother, Tasia Dash. So we kind of, you know, last week we talked about this upcoming road trip and so far not so good. Uh, but there have been some bright spots, so we'll, we'll get into some of the bright spots uh, in our first topic tonight. But, yeah, wh- what are your guys' initial uh, thoughts on this road trip? Obviously, we, there's the, dec- the ducking stuff, and then last night there was the kind of an unwatchable second half of that Portland and, and uh, Philadelphia game. But what have been your uh, kind of thoughts on the road trip so far? Uh, that it's not going re- well at all. <laughs> That's the answer. I mean, there's no other way to – and I could be a little more, you know, mean about it. Some other words that you know I'm sure other people are using, but um, yeah, it's not going well. It's, it's it's not going well, and it's it almost looks like something that can carry on. Beyond that, that's beyond what concerns the road, me. Yeah, it almost looks like this is something that. You don't break like it's like okay, it's going. Are we are we losing our rhythm here? It, it almost looks like that. Um, you got you have guys out sitting out, and I don't know what kind of injuries they have. Um, so it's not like people can jump right in, and then we just magically get it back together so it's i mean the knicks are basically have the same record as us and i believe the Cavs are like a half game back yeah Cavs are playing well so yeah um i don't i don't know about anybody else but that's concerning to me yeah knicks won seven straight they're same winning percentage we play, I think, one more game. No, same amount of games. Um, we have one. We have one less loss, and then they have one more win than us. Oh, so they have. Okay. Um, so we're barely. Yeah, so we're both six games behind. We're we're ahead just because of that. But Cavs are right there too. They're nine and one in the last ten. They're playing well. Um. Yeah, it is not. Um, the Denver game was encouraging, though. I mean, we almost pulled that out uh, with a very undermanned team. That was nice to see. Um, you gotta think if we had any one of our guys in that game, maybe would have won. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see. It was it was nice to see. It but was nice to see if you beat Denver. I mean, if you beat Portland yeah. in the next game. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because if you're watching the Denver game, you think, oh, this could be Portland. 
Yeah. 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 Um, the team that played in Denver should have beat Portland. And if you add Tobias to that, should have been a win. But it wasn't. Um, yeah, it's uh, – do you think it has anything to do with the trade deadline looming? And these guys, a lot of the guys that are getting major playing time right now, some of them might be shipped out in these deals, right? So do you think that, like, is in their heads – I mean, if, impacting them at all as as we get closer to the deadline, knowing they could be their any their last game with this team. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think because I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think that arts. I don't think the team has a real grasp on what's going to happen and who's going to go somewhere. I don't know how yeah. real that is because we don't have like guys that we know can be sent away really by themselves um so you just don't know like you don't we feel like we're going to make a move but we could but we couldn't you know so it's just it's i guess you can during this time guys will you'll have some guys that are a little uneasy about being moved um but i think maybe the only guy who i've i've read and kind of popped up on my screen has been um, Martin um, could possibly be moved, but Ferk, I guess you can always always can be moved because he's act for it. Um, yeah, but you, you just you just don't really know. Like I don't I don't I don't I don't know. Like I don't know what they're going to do. Like it's it's yeah. really Up it's in the not air. like that situation where you're sitting and like Ben. It was just not a matter of. If it was a matter of when, yep. Now it's a matter of if like, we really don't know. Like I don't know, so I don't. I don't think guys play that way because I don't think that right now there's reason for anyone to play that way. There's no writing on the wall, outside basically. Of maybe Martin. Yeah, in this outside of maybe Martin and Ferg is like those two guys, possibly because you know they kind of fit the mold. But I mean, if anybody. If anybody that's playing a lot of minutes should be looking over his shoulders, probably Twin and Tobias, because yeah, you know, their their deal. Yeah, they asked Morris about being traded recently. Actually, he was just saying he realizes it could happen at any moment. He wants to stay, but he realizes it, obviously it could happen at any moment. He's not he, he's, he's he's ready for it. Is what he said. Um, looking at our box score too. I'm a little disappointed that Springer had the lowest minutes played on our team like last night. You figure that's the kind of game with how many guys were down that he can like get to go out there and I don't know, show what he's got, but like eight, he had less minutes than Smith and Council. I mean, that's just this disappointing. Yeah, I don't know it's if like, they really I don't I don't it's he you could probably add him into being moved too, because I it's obvious that absolutely um his consistency in playing is with two staffs now. So yes, you can blame Doc for the last time for not playing young guys, but they're not playing now either. Yep. And his so. skill set was supposed to be more. You think if anyone Nurse would have liked to utilize that, um, and what we need, we need a ball handler yeah. who can play point and play tough defense, and he's still not getting out there. Yeah, 
for them not for them not playing him and and for a ball handler primary wing guy young guy all these people that are coming up it says that um enough yeah I, I think he i think he's a guy that can stick in the nba i, I just don't think he sticks in philly yeah and one more thing working against him is that I think he's the only guy – I think he's one of, like, four guys or three guys that we have under contract beyond this season. So if their goal is to just shed salary for future, I would see them looking at him as someone that they might want to, you know, do that with just to have one less – even if it's, like, two less million next year. And they're they're trying to save every penny they can at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was a factor as well. Yeah, I could see him being moved. Um, part of a deal. I can mm-hmm. see that. So obviously we talked about some of the the bad things that have uh, we've seen over the last uh, few games, but there are some bright spots in this 0-3 road trip so far. Uh, and one being uh, Paul Reed, um, who's received a lot of buzz for how he's played uh, in Embiid's absence. He's shown some stuff that like, even when Embiid played in that Indiana game, he went seven and six that night, and that was the game he got hurt um, or he hurt his knee. But seven and six that night, um, and then yeah, it, it's kind of showing out last night. Uh, Eleven and six, he's kind of doing a little bit of everything, especially specifically the game where he outplayed Jokic on the Saturday night um, in Denver. I thought that was that was huge for his confidence and just huge for a lot of fans who may have been talking about getting a backup five. Um, so. My question to you guys, are we seeing enough from Paul Reed now that is telling us we don't need to find a backup five? Um, well, from a, him playing enough, I think you see that. The, the question is that you're asking this while Joel's out. You know what I'm saying? Like you're asking, do we need a guy? And we're talking about his injuries and him not playing. So are you saying Paul Reed's the guy that we don't need anyone else if Joel never comes back? Like, you know, like if if I think you need someone, whomever that is, that you trust that you can play during the regular season in the playoffs. You need another guy for that. If if you have someone on your team that you trust that can do that then don't make the move. But you need someone that you're going to trust to move forward and play and and move on from there. That's what you do need. Yeah, it's a good point. So you're saying he, he's, he's good to trust as a backup big when Embiid's healthy. You don't you don't have as much trust if Embiid were to miss extended time. For him to be the only one? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think you need someone else um, um, in addition to that. Um, yeah. Because he played well, and he played well against Jokic, but we lost. Yeah. We played again, and we lost. Yeah. So, yeah, Maxi wasn't there. I mean, I'm sure that would have helped. Um, but – if you're going into a playoff series, if we're going into the playoff series right now, who would we play? We would play Cleveland or? We would play Indiana, who we had trouble with. All right. Indiana. So you're feeling good going into Indiana. Is that what you're telling me? 
No. No. I think Miles okay. I think Miles Turner then would have like, Then you answered your own question. Does it because I, I was I think he's definitely shown potential to the point where has he shown enough potential to the point where you'd prioritize another skill set or position over big though? Or is big still near the top for you? Like, would you rather go big or three-point shooter? I, I I think with Joel's injuries this year, so you talk, we're talking about him risking not being qualified for MVP awards yeah, because of health, his history of health, then you have to have someone in that position. Legitimate. That's ready to play if things don't go the way you want them to go. That that's mm-hmm. what the history says. Yeah. So, like I said, if they have someone on the roster already, if you're going to play the guy that, that's already on the roster and you believe that he's capable of doing it, then no, don't go make a move. But all I'm saying is, if you believe he's capable, then we need to start letting those guys play right now. Yeah. Which I guess is good that, not good, but there's silver lining to MB missing games right now. Because we, we said last show that there are sources that said that this road trip will kind of help stamp a final decision on what kind of move they're going to make before the deadline. And seeing a sample size of no Embiid might get them to be like, all right, you know what? We need to pony up and trade some assets to get an insurance policy for a backup big. Um, because as good as Reed's playing, are we gonna go into it? Like you said, we're gonna go into a playoff series with Reed being our our guy. Let's say Embiid has to miss like a game or two in that series. Like, is Reed good enough in those two games? Um, I want to give him his flowers too. So, in, in the 11 games he's played 19 minutes or more, he's averaged 13 and seven and over a block and steal or around a block and steal game. It's very good. Um, average 39% from three this season. I mean, it's only on point six a game, but he doesn't play that much. So that's encouraging, you know, I mean, enough for him to keep yeah, shooting I'm, I'm it. Not, I'm not, I'm not discouraged by Paul's game. Like him playing well is, is good. Good for us. Good for him. I'm saying from the standpoint of how are you going to make up the 30 plus points? A night? Yeah. Like, how are you going to make that up? Um, and if you feel like you can get it collectively from your team, great. Um, but you know, can we, like, can we do that? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I think Paul is doing what he, what he has to do and what he's supposed to do being the reserve that's filling in for a starter. Um, I think it's unfair for us to expect for him to do what Joel does. Yeah, um, yeah, but we have to make it up somewhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is, is whomever playing behind him going to be enough? If you feel like whoever's playing behind him is enough to help make up the difference, then fine. I, I don't know. We have Mobamba. I don't know if he's injured or what his situation is, but they've shown me this season that they aren't as high and as confident in him being maybe that guy. But uh-huh. I, I don't know. All 
all I'm saying is I haven't seen enough sample size. Just you play a game, you don't play well, you don't play very much. Like if he's not injured, then and I don't know if he is or not. I don't even look over there. And maybe he's maybe he isn't healthy. But I'm just saying, if he's healthy, then when Joel is out, you need to be playing all of those guys. I agree. So yeah, can, yeah. So you can see the field. I'm just saying, play them all. He played last night. He played 19 minutes. He had four points, five rebounds, and three blocks, and five personal fouls. <laughs> um, but before that, he hadn't played in two weeks. So, well, he, he yeah, that's what I'm saying. Though. So I'm yeah. just saying, like, I'm just saying, like every time Joel doesn't play, like they should be getting. 20 some minutes, play him, him and Paul Reed together. Like, let's see what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Especially games like last night where you're getting blown out by like an inferior team. You may as well play with your lineups and be like, all right, let's just see what we got in this guy. See what we got in that guy. So, um, yeah, but, but you're right. I mean, and to a certain degree, as long as we make up the, the, the stats, you don't have, I guess, have to get it in the form of a big, but maybe they need to raise the level of the kind of caliber guy they're trying to bring in. Cause I've, We've heard everything from them bringing in our star player at one point to them just what what what's uh, rounding out the edges is that what that 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 a phrase that I always say is making it move uh, around the edges yeah move around the edges I keep hearing so I mean if we are without Joel I think it needs to be a little more than a move around the edges I think they need to get someone who can move the needle and possibly chip in twenty twenty five with a higher usage when Joel's out. Um, think a Brogdon or a, or, a, or a Murray type, right? A guy who can help you out when Joel is there and still play his role, but also step up and give you the extra 20, 25 when he's out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. And you're right. It's totally unfair. I mean, other all-stars, you can't expect them to do what Joel does, let alone Paul Reed. So I, I'm, you know, it's ridiculous to, to even expect that. It's hard, big, big shoes to fill in when Embiid's out. Yeah, I'm just looking at the free agent list of centers. So like, let's say we don't make a move for a center trade-wise. There's just some decent names out there. Nerl's Noel. But, I mean. Not offensive, though. No, Dwayne Dedman. So, a, a couple of old Sixers bring him back. Right. Uh, Kim Birch, who played for Toronto when Nurse was there. Uh, and Kai Jones from Charlotte, who had that, you know, had kind of the, the weird situation in Charlotte. Who, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, interesting to see what we do. Um, I, but while you guys are talking, I saw a new report here uh, by Brett Siegel um, of uh, Clutch Points. Quote, many executives around the league believe that Kyle Lowry wants to reunite with the Nick Nurse and return home to play for the Sixers. Also worth mentioning that the Sixers have given indications that they won't be making a huge move at the trade deadline, instead saving their pending cap space and flexibility. Oh, man. So, yeah. Okay. And beat stay healthy so we don't have to watch what we saw last night. That's pretty much what I'm gathering from this report. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, all right. So we talked about the positives of MB uh, being out with Paul Reed shining in his absence. Let's talk about some of the negatives. Uh, so NBA is expected to review the Sixers' decision to have Joel Embiid sit out against the Nuggets. It was also reported that Embiid was determined to play, but was told to sit after not looking right in warmups. All that being said, Embiid hasn't played a game at Denver since 2019. Talk about the, the PC. We're talking about the pre-COVID world, 2019. Um, so, I'm going to ask you guys: Do you think the ducking criticisms have any validity to them? 
I, I didn't, I don't think so, but I do understand when people bring it up. I do understand. Um, and this year is, is why. Um, what happened this year shouldn't have happened the way it happened. You, you have to, you have to eliminate that happening for any circumstance. It's and especially this one when everybody in that locker room knows the circumstances and knows the expectations for that game. Um, if he's going to be out, he should have been ruled out before. If he's going to get that far to warm up and get in uniform or whatever, at least try to play. That's that's just how I see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. And injuries are always tricky. But if I'm putting my uniform on and I'm going that far, speaking of me and guys I know that I've played with, I would have at least tried to play. Um, because if if I can't try to play, I already know it before I even put a uniform on, whether I can play or not. I already know. Like, you already do enough testing, running, jumping. You you, you already know what you can do. Um, so that, that part confuses me when, when guys do that. I know it's different in different times, and but that that part does confuse me. Um, as far as since 2019, I don't know. Maybe Taja can look back at the schedule, but and I was talking with my son EJ about this when he was talking about it. He was like, "That's a long time." I'm like, "Well, we could have not played them in 2020 and in 2021." So you you're really no, just looking at. No, I think we I think we did. They just didn't play in them. You, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you, you could have like those situations. We don't know because it wasn't a thing then. So we really don't know if he was injured already and didn't even travel, or it was a you know in 2020. Did we even was there, were they on a schedule and we didn't play them in 2021? Were they where it was a shortened season? Did we not play them? So that's what I'm saying. Like, but I do think this season made it look worse. Yeah. So I thought last season, last season made it look worse. This this season was even worse than that. You leapfrogged it. <laughs> so last year, let's go ahead and do it. He looked like he didn't play even the game before that either. We we played him on a Monday. We had a game on Saturday. Um, he played two games before that against Golden State, but the game before that against Phoenix, he did play. So he played the game before. He played on a Saturday, and then he played yeah, last. Them on a you talking about last season? Yeah. You talking about last season? Yes. Yeah, last season because we I took my boys to the Golden State game and then the Phoenix game. Yeah, he played. He yeah, played yeah. well, especially at Golden State. He played really well. Yeah. And then he didn't play on that Monday. And then the year before now, he was he my, my boys, we did talk to him after the game. And my my boys was talking to him. He was talking about how his feet with whatever his body was hurt, not feeling well. But I took that as Normal, <laughs> how you feel after a game? Wear and tear, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. So, 
the year before that, the last game I see that he played, unless he just didn't have good games here. Yeah, he didn't play in that one. He didn't play in that one, no. So it looked like he missed a bunch of games. So the year before, he played on a Saturday, November 6th, and then we played them at Denver Thursday, November 18th. So he didn't play for like almost two weeks. So he was – and then he didn't play again until I think like Minnesota yeah, on the 27th. So he was like about. three weeks. That's, that's, that's legit. That's what I'm saying. That is different. That's different, yeah. That's why I said this year and last year is what really fueled it, plus the MVP talk. So all of that has made it brought more attention to it. That's that's what I said. I don't even think it was a thing before these last two seasons. And then 2021, he did not play. It was on the 30th. But I think... I think he missed a slew of games during that time because I don't see him as the high scorer in any of these games. Um, yeah, it looks like he missed a bunch of games here. So, yeah, he missed uh, – it looked like he missed three weeks or so. Um, so, yeah, another one where he was – it was just smack dab in the middle of him missing a lot of time. And then the 1920 season, that's the one he played against them. Um, I remember that game. That was a that was a that was a, that was a good game. We almost won that game at Denver. Well, 2019. Yeah, he didn't he didn't score a lot. He had like 19 and 15. I think he was actually playing injured, but um, but yeah, it's just yeah, it's bad circumstance mixed with bad timing, mixed with like two questionable years. So like the last two years are the legit ones, but unfortunately they're missed with they're mixed with two other years where he didn't play for legit reasons. So, you know, it's like, you know, I feel like if you were missing work, if you had serious excuses, you know, for, for two of those days, and then you miss the next two days of BS excuses, someone's gonna be like, wait a minute, man, you haven't been here in how long? You missed four days in a row. It's like, yeah, but the last two days were legit. Oh, but the ones before that were not. It's like, uh, yeah, I guess. So it's like, you know, it, it's just, it's a poor circumstance, really. Um, and like you said, Eric, I, I, I don't think he's ducking, but it, I see why they say it. it. It's, I was expecting that they were leading into it. They were, they were saying that, um, I, I think yeah. per, if I had to argue against him ducking, I'd say for, cause some of the stuff people were saying are like, Oh, road games or contenders. First of all, his home road splits are almost identical. It's like a point and rebound apart. So that's, that's out. Uh, Second of all, he averages 41 points per game against Western Conference teams. So it's not like he's scared of Western teams. So that's not it. He averages seven more points a game against Western Conference teams than he does against Eastern Conference teams. And then as far as a Denver matchup, he just dominated them two weeks ago. So it's not like he's scared to play Denver. He doesn't have – it's not like Superman playing – you know, he's not playing at Krypton against yeah, yeah, Denver. I, like, I, yeah, I, I, I – you know, I understand what you're saying. It was, it, it was, I don't think he's scared to play Denver. Um, or anyone, really. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just talking about Denver in particular. I'm just saying. It's a moment 
you have moments during the season that everybody's aware of, and it becomes yeah. a bigger moment than others. Yes. And, and when that happens, people try to do whatever they need to do to be a part of that is, is what I'm yeah. saying. So when I play, for instance, um, and, we, you know, we didn't have social media and we didn't have all of this stuff that they had. But whenever the schedule came out in August or early August or whenever it came out, like sort of the first things you looked at was like the big games. Like, like it was, when do we play the Lakers? When do we play in New York City? When do we play, you know, Boston, whatever the top teams were back then? Like, mm-hmm. just kind of depends on the year. Um, what, what is our long road trips? Like, when are we going to this city? Or, you know, when are we going to Atlanta? When are we going to Miami? Like, you were aware of the moments. And then the other thing you, you looked at was, when is our national televised games? Yeah. And holidays, I and you look at them for a reason. You look, do we play on, you know, back then it wasn't a lot of Christmas days, games like it is now. I think it, yeah. initially it was just, I think we when we played with the Sixers, I think it was only one game. I think when I played with the Cavs, they ended they started putting maybe two games on there. Mm-hmm. Um, one early game, one later game. I mean, you know, one, you know, Western, Eastern Conference, Western Conference. But when we played with the Sixers, we played the Lakers that next year after we played them, it was only one game on Christmas. I believe it was one game. So it was always a big game. So you kind of look and see. And we, we know Philly, we already knew when we were going on our long trip. We already knew it was always around Christmas and New Year's. And then we have another one in March sometime, right? Um, then you're sprinkling some other ones. But you look, you know, obviously the first thing you look at is your first game and first opponent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, number one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're looking at those things, and those things become something you're aware of during the season. Well, <coughs> nowadays, if you're looking at the season, say, for instance, guys were moved before the season started, you would look at who you play first. Um, you would look at who put you out the playoffs. In rivalry games, so you looking at okay, when do we play Boston, Milwaukee, Um, Miami? When do we play the Lakers, Miami? You look at all of those games, and when do we go to Miami? Who do we play on Christmas Day? We play on Christmas Day. You're aware of all of that, and then you get down to particulars of the team. Yeah, when does Joel play against? Giannis and Joker. Not only does that become a big game for him, but it's a big game for the team because it's a big game for him. And the NBA. And I don't think players or nor the team, nor nor the organization, nor management, nor coaches feel that way anymore. I don't think that they look at things like that and say, this is a big game for Joel. It's a big game for us. 
I don't think they look at it like that. Really? I really don't. Because it's too, too many times the guys are just, yeah, I'm chilling. I, I just, I, and I, and I think it's easy for guys not, not to do it because I think the team don't really focus on it like that. I, I, I don't think it's a big deal. You don't see no marketing campaign for it. Do you see the marketing campaign for it? No. Do you see, you know, NBA, the NBA, that's why the NBA won't touch it because they don't trust the guys are going to play. I know, I know. You think when Kobe and, and LeBron, Kobe and LeBron was playing and they had those Nike commercials that then all of a sudden when LeBron come to um, L.A. or Kobe comes to Cleveland, you think Kobe would have sat out without trying? No. Like nothing in you guys would think like Kobe would have ever did that. Why not? Like why? why Unless he really could. That's what I'm saying. Like, unless he, you already, if he wasn't going, he was, he can't walk. He was already, he was already on the injury. He was already out for a couple games, probably at that point. Yes. But now yeah. you go and you look and you like, you, I'm thinking, and like I told you, I'm trying to get into the sports betting. You know how many times I don't try to, I don't bet and be like, oh, he's not playing. And you have mm-hmm. no idea. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, he just played yesterday. Like, what, what? Did he get injured? They're like, no, he just, you know, game down to just. Eh, just did. <laughs> but, the, but, but the league is set up to play. It's, like I said, it's more days in between, longer season, practice less. It's, it's set up for them to play more. But they play less. So that's not just a player thing. That's 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 players support that and teams support it too. Do you think if they cut down like ten games of the season, we'd still be doing the same exact thing? Do you think that would make a difference? Yeah, they'll still do the same thing. I think so too. I don't think it would change. Cutting down cutting down games is not going to change that. Yeah, if they play ninety percent of the games with eighty two, they'll play ninety percent of the games with seventy two. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Why, but, I mean, why, why play more? Why play more if it's no consequences for you to not play more? They basically said you play. All you got to do is play sixty five. They they said that. So why play eighty two if all you got to do is play sixty five? Just make the season sixty five and make them play every game for that award. And then and then they say all you got to do is play fifty. And then guess how many they gonna play? Fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> It's true. Unless they were like, we're bringing the season down to 65, you have to play 60. We'll give you five games across the season to miss. You can miss basically a game a month almost, and you'll be eligible for it. They still wouldn't. You have a lot of guys missing that. It's it's, look, man. They had to put in a rule because guys were sitting out. Like I say, and they they call it whatever they call it, maintenance, whatever whatever they call it. Um. Load management. That's not coming from what is it called? Load management. That one. Yeah, load management is not coming from the players only. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like it's it's they gave it that's why they gave it a name. That's not a player led decision. Players is, are part of that, but they're not players aren't doing that. And that's why load management is only for really certain players. 
It's not for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it worked for certain guys. Like Kawhi had load management the year Toronto won. It worked in their favor that year. That's, so now it's like, oh, saying. man. That's, that is – Kawhi's not going in saying, hey, this is, you know, this is like, that's a part. He's in agreement and the team's in agreement also. Same page. Yeah. Yes. And I think, I think there was a good marketing campaign around this, this, this past game this Saturday. It was called Rivalry Saturday. The, um, the, the, the yeah, it was Rivalry Week. Yes. Yeah. Rivalry Week. Yeah. Yes. But that's, that's a league wide marketing campaign that's not a campaign mm. particularly for them oh gotcha gotcha man well hopefully next year and you know what <clears throat> if we do get to the championship then hey we have a seven game series so the, it, there better be no ducking during a seven game series <laughs> man ducking out of a ring if you do that <laughs> yeah um now so now we're gonna head to a uh, game picks and um i just got some bad news on my uh, twitter account here so tonight we'll be playing on a back-to-back. We play Golden State on TNT at ten o'clock. Sixers are a three and a half point underdogs, uh, but Maxi is out for the game. He was game went from a game time decision to out, and and B will be listed as questionable versus Warriors tonight. Source tells ESPN he's expected to go through pregame warmup and decide if he can play. So there's another uh, another one of those happening. So yeah. Do you guys think now that Maxie's out officially? Do you guys think MB will play in this game tonight? I have no idea. I don't know. All right. Given the he's uh, gonna do what's best. Hope he's gonna do whatever is best for him to be ready to play, you know, late in the season. I don't know. I mean my thing is if 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 he's missing these games and he's risking um winning the, the MVP where he was for most people that I spoke to and most people that contact me, he was a clear number one. He went from a questionable number one or within a range to clear number one. That's fading. Yeah. yeah. That's fading. How many more games does he have to miss? So, like six, five? Seven? Six? Five? Yeah. I, I mean, they said six a- after after the Denver game. And he just missed another one. Man, yeah, there's no way he gets that. I can remember when we were talking when it was like 12. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that, that went down quick. 12-11 game. That wasn't even that long ago. It's five. Five more games. He, he can miss five more? Joel Embiid can only miss five more games to be eligible for MVP, yep. Man. So tonight, if he misses that one, it's four more after that. Um. What are we at? We're at 45 games. We're over hey, the halfway not, mark. It's not we Yeah, but we're not even that like we said, we're 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 in February first. Like we still got two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so he, that that is my, my concern, and I like I told y'all before, my concern is not only the game rule, but the minutes rule where you gotta play 20 minutes. Yeah. Um so what are we going to do when the end of the year, if our seed is already set and he's already at his limit? Now he's going to have to play these games. Or Oh, he's at that number you're saying? Yes, or I'm not going to take it. 
So are we, we're set at the second or third seed, whatever it is, and we got three games left and we can't change our seed. I think he plays. You won't. He has to play 20 minutes. Yeah. But that will also impact his stats, though, right? Unless he goes off in 20 minutes. I mean, it's not going to impact it that much. But he'll get another. He can get some stats in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's just a matter of playing. Getting you know, the stats to me isn't the issue. It's the playing. It's the eligibility part. Yeah. Um. The so line opened up at three and a half. Uh, it's since Maxie's out, it's a four and a half point. So we're a four and a half point underdog with MB's status being up in the air going into tonight. So, who do you guys have in this one? And uh, what's your uh, predicted score here? This is with MB without MB. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I think we lose, and I think we, um, I think we lose and they cover. I think we play them well. I think we play them better than we play Portland. Yeah. Um, they haven't been playing well. And I believe this is, I believe when I watched them play the Lakers the other night, that they said this was the last game of their homestand. And I think they're going to rule for a minute. Mm. So that's going to be a point of emphasis to try to get yeah. them Yeah, I think they win and cover. I do think we hang in it because it's going to be one of those games that we sit there watching like we couldn't hang around with Portland, but we could hang around with the Warriors at Golden State. Um, I just think it'll be kind of like the Denver game in that they just have too much down the stretch and we're just kind of, we're, you know, we're empty. Yeah, They've lost four of their last five games. Um, I can see them pull away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they, ha- they haven't been playing well, but I'm I'm just saying like I just think that um them going on the going out on the road now that's going to be a huge deal. I think that yeah. they're going to have to try to get that win. I think that maybe either the first quarter or the third quarter they have a big run. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Friday they go to Memphis. Yeah, they they go to Memphis, Atlanta, Brooklyn at Philly. So we, we play them next week. So in, in Philadelphia. If we lose, it'll be our longest losing streak of the year. Four. Wow. So uh Eric, that's with or without MB, do you think we lose tonight? Yes. Tej? We definitely lose without Embiid. I think we lose and cover with Embiid. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go win or lose. I think Sixers pulls one out. <laughs> Either way, Embiid or no Embiid. Yeah, I, I think I think the, the the crew that showed up on Saturday and that looked flat last night against Portland. I think we, I think they wake up a little bit. That, that was a really embarrassing performance last night. I think I think they're gonna play some inspired basketball tonight after last getting dominated like that against Portland. I think that was just awful. That was one of the first games in a long time that I, I had trouble watching that game. That, that was that second half of that game was brutal. So, yeah, I mean, Brogdon had like four alley oops in a row to somebody. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it's we'll see. It'll be tough. Okay, so then our last game pick. So uh, Thursday, so we'll meet again on Friday. But Thursday, we will be playing at Utah. 
Um, this will be the last game of our five-game road trip. Uh, who do you guys have? Um, and obviously, based on your answer here, do you do you guys think any chance we go zero and five to end this road trip? Also TNT, right? I say we beat. I say I say we beat Utah. I say we beat yeah. Utah last game of the trip. And I think if MB doesn't play tonight, I think he will most definitely play against Utah on Thursday. I wouldn't say most definitely with him. You never know. But I, I would I would bet and say he plays against Utah on Thursday. And I think we win. I think we go one in four on our five game road trip. Oof, man. Yeah, it, it, they are back-to-back TNT games. So, Same. ideally, you could say MB plays tonight on TNT, then he gets a couple of days off as rest, and then he plays again on TNT. So, we get, you know, he may, he helps the NBA in the end by, you know, giving them two TNT games in, in a week. So. By just playing. By just playing on those TNT nights. Helping them out to play. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, all right. Well, so, Yeah. Oh, gosh, I hopefully, I hopefully, NB plays tonight. Hopefully, we you know we can stop this this losing streak and then obviously continue that momentum to Utah. And then obviously, when we go back home next I week, hope so. We lost three in a row, then won six in a row, and then lost three in a row. Yeah, and, and then Saturday we're hosting Ben Simmons. It's a Ben Simmons in uh, another year with the Ben Simmons return. He's back Ooh. now, so. Hopefully Embiid's you know ready and, and you know maybe that's why he missed uh, against Yogesh. Maybe he's just gearing up for uh, next Saturday against Simmons because he saw he was coming back this week. <laughs> maybe I don't we know. will see. Buddy. We shall see. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. We'll see you guys Friday. Hope everybody enjoyed the episode, fellas. Have a good one, guys. Later on. All right. Take it easy. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.